Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, guys. Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I got a little goo in my life. I got gooed down on Friday. Goo goo dolls. Yeah, that's, that's what you say now. You go, I got gooed. That means, <laughs> that means you went to the concert and had fun. People are going to be like, wait, you got what? You go, I got good. With all my friends at the Goo Goo Dolls. And they go, oh, okay, I just thought you meant. And you go, no, 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 what'd you mean? And they go, uh, dude, don't, make, don't make me say it. Uh, and then Saturday, did a gig with uh, Adam Devine in San Luis Obispo. Uh, thanks to all the students at Cal Poly that came out. And, uh, and thanks for the school for having the speakers uh, half working during my set. That was, that was dope. Um, it was cool though to get a full chant going with the whole student body going. Uh, <laughs> they started going, "We can't hear you, da, 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 da. we can't hear you," and then I started, "Fuck that shit, fuck that," and they everybody was chanting it. So that was cool. Um, Sunday went to the Hawks game, we won barely, but we're still going to the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> um, and uh, and now here we are Monday, and today's episode, eleven time. Guest, this is now his eleventh appearance. It's getting a little excessive. We might have to just make him a uh, part of the show at this point. Um, his eleventh appearance. You know him. You love him. It's Brent Morin back again with more fun and more funny. Um, you know, you know how this goes. It's always great. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tease it. Just, just do it. You, you saw the name. You know what you're gonna do. So get ready to, to have sweet love made to your ears. Uh, follow Brent on Twitter at Brent Morn. Of course, go see Brent live. He's touring all over the place right now, getting his new hour together. Uh, BrentMorn.com for all his tour dates. I'm on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast, at ALN Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Uh, tour dates tomorrow night, big show, Adam Ray and Buddies Comedy Store, 830 Main Room, Jeff Garland, Kevin Nealon, Adam Devine, Fortune Feimster, Brian Callen, myself, and some special guests. Don't miss it tomorrow, 8.30 main room. Tickets at hollywood.comedystore.com. Shows at 8.30 in the main room. Come. And then uh, Wednesday through Saturday, I'm going to be in Lake Tahoe at the Improv out there uh, with Sandy Danto and Avery Pearson. Uh, That's the 20th through the 24th in Tahoe at the Improv at Harvey's. So come out. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams, he is, uh, where's he going to be? Hartford, Connecticut uh, at the Funny Bone. Thursday through Saturday, through Sunday actually. September 21st through the 24th at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. Go see Brad in the upper region of the country. Hartford's boring as shit. I've been there, so go out and let a midget make you laugh. Um, AboutLastNightPodcast.com, all your past and present eps and merch. Our new site, we just got confirmation, will be done next Monday. So thank you for being patient. But uh, it's been taking a little bit of time getting everything lined up with this new merch store. But uh, now we we are officially done. Uh, next Monday, so get ready to see all the new stuff and get ready to order all your your pre Black Friday and and White Friday gifts. You know, a lot of new merch: beanies, hats, sweats, mugs. Oh, it's gonna be great! 
Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes as well. Comment and rate on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. And, uh, and email us, aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com with your uh, favorite ALN highlights and where you get the show, why you got into it. And we'll read some of those moments on air coming up when we launch a new site and send you some free merch if we pick your, your, uh, your, your message. Sorry, I just woke up like 15 minutes ago. Uh, now that we got all the uh, tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only 11-timer, Brent Morin. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast. It's about last night. Well, in uh, in London, London, England, London town, you played London, England. That's where all British listeners go. What kind of cocksucking accent is that? But you can ter- push that a little bit. Well, here, I'll just I'll scoot to this side. Oh, right. we try to put put these mics. So when we when we have like when we tape for videos, yeah, there you is go. Is there a video in here? No, not oh. for this one. That's not. I today. thought you were gonna get up and it, like fix my uh, headphones. Heads, heads, headphones for me. I've done that before. Really? Yeah. And I always am like, I want to do that out of uh, courtesy. But this, the, there's never been a guest that's been like like feels emasculated or. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch me. You know, how are you with personal space? Um, like, if a stranger, like, let's say, look, there's a comic who will remain nameless, but he likes to give back rubs, okay? And Jason uh, Collings. Does he? No, I don't know. I don't oh, no. That's what I'm trying oh, yeah, to say. Yeah. I it's to think about it. But if you... I'm going to turn mine down a little bit, because okay. I think I'm going to die. Can you hear me? How well... Can, is it better? That's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. How well... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Oh, dude. Uh, how well uh, do you have to know someone right. for them to rub your back? Yeah... Everybody here could rub my back. I like that. So I would say I like that. Ne- I like that we've reached that level. Yeah, should be the I, name of your next special. I, if a stranger <laughs> rub my back, it depends who the stranger is. Like yeah, if it's somebody, uh, you know, like if somebody's rub my back and go, "Who the hell is that?" and I look over and it's like, I don't know, Harry Styles or somebody. Then I'm like, What's yeah, that? it's got to be a hot a young yeah. male boy band. <laughs> it's got to be a hot <laughs> <Yeah>. young man. <laughs> <laughs> Women, really who needs that? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna rub my back, yeah, yeah. you better have a sweet dick. Uh, <laughs> And then I think there's a certain level Sweet where, dick. like, if you're at a sporting event, yeah. that kind of makes it okay if, if, like, your team just did something. Yeah, although it would be funny to, like, yeah, we scored, and you just start rubbing my back slowly, and I don't know you. I'm like, that kind of is the opposite of the intensity of what just hey, happened. Hey, we scored. I mean, you don't really need those pants, right? Yeah, let's kiss. Let's go let's Red Sox. Well, there is that, like, there is that thing in sports where it's, it, it comes very close to be to being homoerotic, whether it be the 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 ass slapping or like the the the, the big time bro hugs or like yeah, that's true. I, you know what? I personal space with strangers is a, yeah. it can be a lot. Where I'm like, oh, like after a show, and I am like, oh god, like why are mm-hmm. you this close? Yeah, yeah Brent, they yeah. can see that. My hand is right <laughs> next to my nose. People will just be like, great show. What is fascinating is I, I like you want to push that person like yeah. your instinct to, personal space is like a real bubble for oh, every person yeah. Yeah. and you're unaware of it because I'm pretty mild mannered these days not like my days of shooting and fighting 
Um, hey, you but, did have him. <laughs> um, Back in his teens, Brent Morn was a gunfighter. If you just stay in that space, though, it is interesting how you're like, I'll push her. Her. Yeah. I just said her. <laughs> you just assumed it was a woman. Assumed it was a middle-aged Wait, I just totally divorcee. Listen to you. you should put yeah. this on this. That's all right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just threw my phone. I don't need my With phone. With no regard for human life, throws his phone across the room. My only goal in life is to be successful enough that I do one of those things where I just get rid of my phone for a year and a half. Yeah. People are like, what a what a powerful move that guy made. Just do like have, just, have, just do like an Eddie Vedder move where you just like chuck it out the window. Yeah. Well, Eddie Vedder, or have you considered ever going to those, like Neil Brennan, I think, uh, uh, posted a decent amount about when he returned from his journey to some sort of no technology retreat. Whitney oh, Cummings yeah. has done them. Well, that's why, that's why I said successful. I get successful <laughs> enough where I can do shit like yeah, that. Yeah, where they can because just chill on You got to really be able to afford those things. You yeah. have to be able, where you can turn down, you don't need to be by your phone to accept everything yes. that's coming your way. Because right now, Tink. I'm like, oh, come on. Wizards, yeah. of, wi- like Wizards of Waverly Place guest yeah. star? Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. Tink. I love your ring, by the way. Or your, uh... oh, shit, no, that's email on my phone. Tink. Yeah, that's the one that matters, boy. Tink sounds like a weird like gay slang term. Like, oh, he's yeah. real thin. He's a Tink. Yeah. That guy's such a Tink. My brother does that. My brother is gay, and he, he will like meet uh, friends of mine or something and just be like... He's such a twink, and I don't know what that means. Is that just like uh, a twink? Uh, I I know what it means. What it's, does it, it mean? It's, it's just like a like a bottom. Brad thin. Williams, friend of the gays. Yeah, friend, yeah. Yes, that's my new uh, show coming out uh, only on Amazon Prime. Brad Williams, friend of the gays. Congratulations! Yeah, I've lost yeah, congrats. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you. Oh shit! I just got audition for it. Jesus Christ! Come on! I need this. It's the tick, and then me, and then to tink. Yeah, that's it. Also, yeah. I would watch. I would watch all of those back. The Tink also sounds like like the no, like like some sort of children's like like some. Do you ever read read the 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 story about it was like these ducks in Asia? It was like a children's <laughs> story where like these four ducks were like cross a river and it was like to Tink and it was like to Tink goes the smallest duck or so like. All right, we'll be Brad, right back that? here on the Tonight Show with Adam Ray. <laughs> How was that? your couch in What the fuck was I doing? Did I just start talking about some Asian Adam, duck Chinese? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Because when, when I Asian think, duck children's book. Because when I think, <laughs> where's my Chinese proverbs coming from? <laughs> yeah. Oh I my God, here I it is. It's called Ping, the story of Ping. Oh, uh, Ping. Oh, Ping so, is not to Tink. Tink was the brother of Ping. It's in the Ink and Ing family. Ping went to Tink. Like, that's what I heard in my head. Ping like, to Tink. Get down here. <laughs> Jesus. Ping to Tink. Pating. Satingy. Oh, my God. I knew it by Kurt Weiss. That doesn't matter. But it, uh, <laughs> I thought you said I knew it by Kurt Weiss, my favorite children author of yeah. Asia. Kurt Weiss. Dude, I swear. You're, all right. You guys got to read wise. this. Brad, what does Twink mean? Uh, twink is an attractive, boyish-looking young gay man. Oh, that's a compliment. That's yeah. The stereotypical Twink is an 18 to 22-year-old slender with little or no body hair, often blonde. Uh, dresses in club wear even at 10 a.m. and not particularly Yikes. intelligent. A twink is a gay answer to the blonde bimbo cheerleader. You know what? Besides the Thank blonde you, part, Urban Dictionary. I got to tell you, spot on. Yeah. Well, my brother, I mean, called a friend of mine that he's a twink, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now London, ha- I don't really know what that meant. So I, but you my just brother kind of agree says, with him, yeah, because I just don't want to. I don't want to. Well, that you don't you, know. want, you want to act like you're into gay it. culture and not like it's pretty much what I thought he meant because yeah. when I looked at the guy, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But I, right. I went right to bottom. If we remember that from two <laughs> minutes ago, I went to bottom. Yeah, and you were like what? And you looked it up. And it was now I would like to know the difference between a bottom and a power bottom. 
Because I because I've powder, heard a, pow, a powder a pow, bottom. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus! Pa- powder bottom is what you do to the baby when it needs changing. <laughs> By the way, that, delayed laugh from Brent. But no, laugh. but that's because I had uh, emergency in my throat. Yeah, and that's what they call like. Uh, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> Here come the letters. Another gay slang term. <laughs> Here come the letters. Another great title uh, name uh, for Here a special. Come the letters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'd have to actually be, like, really controversial. Yeah. But also, if you were really controversial and you called your special, here come the letters, then mm-hmm. I feel like you're trying to be controversial. Yeah, then people are like, yeah. fuck this guy. Then they're not taking everything you say with actual validity yeah. of being, go, like, oh, pushing the envelope. Yeah, you're trying to push the Pushing envelope. the envelope. Here come the letters. That's in the meeting. Yeah. We're like, which... All right, we know that Mayo's going to play a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like when, like... <laughs> I, I like fine. when names of specials try to get like uber like manly like yeah. over the edge. I know, you know, it's comedy at the end of the day. Yeah, guys. it's like Relax. we're still te- we're still telling jokes. Yeah, your guys's were all below the ice. Oh, like, Jesus. whoa, shit, below yeah. the ice. I like, see that movie, yeah. Mighty Ducks Below the Ice. The, the, I don't know what that means. The hottest cold. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it, it's all it, it, it's it's like they're trying to name their specials sometimes like. Tiles of Steven Seagal movies like Under Siege. It's very true. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know what that's about. Never scared. Oh, all right, that's a Chris Rock special. I can't insult that. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. It's good. Well, when you're good, you can kind of get away with all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I just called mine. I'm Brent Morin. Yeah, I mean, was, I love that. <laughs> which is perfect. Yeah, because I people didn't see me. Yeah, and you know when <laughs> did, okay. when someone did watches your special goes, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, the title is I'm Fuck Brent yeah, Morin. dude. In okay, bright perfect. orange and black. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, you know. I don't regret the name of the special. That's one thing I could look back two years later and go, I don't Do you regret re- the name. Wow, yeah. okay. Well, well, I don't even know what that means. You regret your material in the special? No, not at all. Oh. I actually like the special a lot. Yeah. But I was, oh, you're saying... I'm saying that I wonder if people look back and go, why did I name it this? I bet they you do. Know? You know, because you do that with jokes... You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. jokes you wrote four yep. years ago, or or for what I do often is like I just opened uh, uh, like a box of scripts that I wrote in college, like in film yeah. school, and I it actually made me like I had a good, well no I had a week of thinking maybe I'm very delusional because these are the worst things I ever read, and I was like man maybe I'm just a bad like screenwriter like well, no, but I that was, was trying then. to use them for motivation yeah and it did the exact opposite I oh was like, just when you go just, holy crap I'm not good I need to go call it to tank and a twink and <laughs> have a bender <laughs> bottle of tequila and it's a tank yeah that's actually a pretty good country song <laughs> and he came home there it is yeah. he was with my girl <laughs> I said all I need now is a bottle of tequila <laughs> <laughs> See, Brad will never not go for it, which is what I love. But guess what? He'll I'll take the it. swings. And look, he's going to miss. I'll do it. He's going to take the swings, though. And you oh, need somebody yeah. to I take the swings. I thought that was a damn good my country favorite, song. My favorite part, though, is the entire it. time yeah. you're singing it, you have your, your hands yeah. on your cheek and chin <laughs> like, like the rested. back of a novel. Like an like other. Because you knew going into it, I this is like going to so, be hard yeah. to find. I look like someone's first headshot. You didn't like, like how you started the song. You went, nope. And I was like, well, well oh, shit. shit. I guess yeah. I'll keep yeah. it going. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 keep singing. <laughs> and and I look, think that's important. That's oh, why by I the let way, it go. I was like, I want to see him get to the to tink part. <laughs> the yeah. best improv country song start with, well, well I tried to think the, of some words. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going to have to well. Man, I think all my songs start with well. <laughs> <laughs> now you think about it. Well. Oh, come on, Brent. Get it together. <laughs>
Yeah, you got to sing what tonight? I have tonight? to sing later at the Roxy. What are you singing again? Crawling by Linkin Park. Fuck. Okay. I've, I saw a video of you doing this. Yeah, and I saw at, it live. Uh, at the Goddamn Comedy Jam in uh, That's right. Montreal. Yeah. Jesus, that was a blur. And <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Brent was sober. Yeah. Um, oh that The fact that you even hit those notes, and this was like the week after uh, Chester passed away. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal to me. Yeah. He was mean, my hero. Was he really? Yeah. That was why I changed my song. I was going to do Bruno Mars, and uh, which was way too hard to do, by the way. Which and, which Bruno Mars song? Uh, Locked Out of Heaven. I mean, but it was by the way, stupid really question hard. on my part. What song isn't difficult? Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. They're all in the key of, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's always smiling a lot. Yeah. Chester's easy. Chester's not easy. Chester's actually one of the hardest guys to sing if you really try it. Yeah. If you do it like he does it. I've watched frat guys try it all the time. But, right. But I, he taught me how to sing. Like, not personally, but like. Growing up, when you his that album, my first album came out. Yeah, I was thirteen, going through puberty, maybe, and this then is that, a that hybrid theory. Yeah, and all, yeah, and that, that was album. it. Just spoke to me. I just got my first guitar. I knew I liked to sing, but I was too scared to. But I had anger and like angst. It was perfect for me. Yeah, and then he was a bit of a higher register singer anyway. And my voice, I was like the last kid whose voice changed. And I just remember learning how to sing his melodies. And then the choruses were always screaming, and I didn't know how do you get your voice to do that so yeah. I spent every night in my, my bedroom when I was like in high school I was doing like had all my bands your parents just thought that was a really well, awkward masturbation session yeah it's really weird Growing. yeah when you're like Ow! <laughs> see I'm not gonna be able to scream tonight I gotta figure that out <laughs> but like cause Ow. cause like it. some people it. think that guys like no. Chester or like um, the Corey Taylor from Slipknot they think like they're just screaming but then these guys are really good vocalists be, be, uh-huh. because they're able to scream like that for an entire concert and then yeah, do it the it's next singing, night. Cause you're yeah, not it's really, singing. you're not really screaming. It's like when I do, uh, when I do, I, I rely on comedy yells in my act. I, I yell a lot in uh, my act or when I did the sitcom a lot and I'm your like, voice, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I yell where it doesn't hurt my voice ever. Like I mean, yeah. I, like I could do a weekend of shows and do a mm-hmm. whole thing like, "What are you? What is going on?" You know. But that's why because you're breathing a, properly. Yeah, it's a singing technique that I learned from Chester, because there's like all these different things, and and he's all throat, you know, and he mm-hmm. actually sings and like through. It's just fascinating how m- many friends I didn't have when I was doing this, <laughs> but thinking about like how the hell does he go from like putting my trust and then to that then back and not like be voiceless yeah. yeah and so then i realized when i would yell in my act i was like oh that's sh- i'm just using a different part of my throat that that that's why when i'm on the mic i don't have to pull the mic away yeah because i've had to really yell in my life and when I, you really yell at somebody or like getting a screaming fight your voice is gone yeah yeah you're really you're, yelling right you're all emotional and you're all throat yeah but mine's not yelling what it what i did realize though is that yell is like i use it in acting and everything and it's too it's like my dad had a good yell and I have a comedy L, so I'm concerned when I have kids now. <laughs> like, Go to your room. And they're like, relax, Costanza. You know, like it's like it's become kind of like a Jackie Gleason kind of oh yeah. to the moon, Alice. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all singing technique <laughs> that I've I've learned over the years. Okay. And I realized, and I backtracked in my own like self therapy. I was like, oh, that's all Chester. That's from when I was a teenager. I used to stand on a roof with my friend Matt and learn how to scream because we didn't know how to scream most annoying 16 year old kids in the world just oh. learned how to drink standing on a roof at my friend's beach house screaming trying at, to see at if what? we could sing just 
oh, the trying fucking to do, night. Trying we were to trying to just, we were trying yeah. to do crawling. We were trying to do shut up. We were then then we just tried to scream and who could scream the longest. And that was all we did until the cops were called. <laughs> yeah, what did they, they say when they showed kids up? Kids are killing what each other. What are you guys other. doing? We're learning how to scream sing. <laughs> Get like, the hell uh, off the yeah, roof, yeah. fucking kids. It's like, it's like is that a new kind of <laughs> drug? Inside. Yeah. Scream sing. Yeah, and he had the parents that were like the parents that let you drink. You know that are like you know they're not like like when you're a teenager mm-hmm. you're like what great parents, but when you're older you realize that those are really bad parents. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Do you, they're your favorite parents when you're in high school. Oh yeah, totally. Oh. It's like it's like when you found out like you know I remember being like in fourth grade or maybe in sixth grade a, a, a kid I was in class with was like yeah man I'll smoke weed with my parents and like now he like is trying to pitch me on like the, he's like making a gun and he like you know used to work at Costco so it's like all right well yeah. things, fi- things pan out the way they were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you were smoking sense. weed in sixth grade with your folks, but yeah. but at that age it's so. I don't know, just rebellious and also like you've never heard of it. So you're like, you do like it's and it's unthinkable to party with your parents yeah. at that age. Oh, they're, yeah. they're at all. Yeah. There was a girl that went to my yeah. school who literally she pretty much just had a house to herself because her parents both lived in another country. This is in high school and the parents are working in another country. They own a home in uh, they own a home in Orange County and she was just by herself for like Jeez. a month and a half on in taking care of herself and we're like man that's the greatest thing ever and they're like who the fuck leaves their, their kid their, their, kid, their yeah. high school kid just like ah, they'll figure it out yeah and yeah. then you wonder what's that person doing now uh, no idea owns Microsoft like, what? <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't if my parents just like left mm-hmm. me for three months or if they just left like that yeah I mean it, wow by the way what would happen party with your parents <laughs> should have been the uh Follow up to Party in the USA, and, uh, and if it was a real song, Brad, I'll let you uh, take this first one because you start us. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Wait, nice. I think it's Brad is now getting into it. I think it's right head. here. Two, three, and turn around. Grab the mic. Waking up at 10 a.m. Cause what do I have to do? Not shit. My parents are in another country. That's great for me. Sucks for you. What? I can drink before noon. I don't care. Get fucked up. Do cocaine anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's time anywhere. to have fun today. That's right. Cause my parents are gone. And the parents there are gone. And the parents, yeah, are gone. Bye, honey. <laughs> Play my song. I bring in my head and then grab the food. Party up. I'll get the booze. <laughs> you get the food. Yeah, yeah. My parents are gone. We're having a party. The show's about to start. You well, get oh, oh, oh. party. Oh, the parents, parents are gone. <laughs> Wait, I thought it what was are you doing? <laughs> the dad or the neighbor? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why that was Danza yelling. Yeah, yeah. Next door to Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> you guys partying without your parents? <laughs> Tony Danza. Hey, Whoa. weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do you mind if I? Join. Hey, Dad, so what are you doing here? Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, well, man. I'll tell you. I got some cool ranch Doritos yep. and a couple of Zimas. I mean, we got cocaine, but that's I cool, too. I did on the exercise bike. You can tell, duh. Are you, are you hitting on us? <laughs> Possibly. Wow. old are you? Can Not- you tell my tank top is Banana Republic? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the food? <laughs> well, now, now we know. Uh, now we know Brent Morin's a spitter. <laughs> well, when you said "duh," <laughs> just the laziest song writing. <laughs>
to be fair. Then you double down. How old are you? Just come over the cool ranch in Zima. See, duh. That's how. Like wow. That's how you get a song on the charts. Not not like having like Rihanna guest or like some other famous rapper guest. Like yo, Tony Danza. Break it down and the dance no on. I'm pulling my van up to your house. Do you need a quick vacuum? <laughs> da, 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 da. What's your name? Vacuum. Okay, Tony. Did you write? We asked you uh, to write all night. Yeah, uh, I wrote. Wait, what? I thought the song was supposed to be called Party. I totally Party, with, party with Parents, and we made it The Parents Are Gone. Yeah. I said parents. Party Without Parents. Yeah. That's party fine. Party While Your Parents Are Gone. I totally fucked it up. That's I a better song, it. though, because who wants to hear a song that's called Your Parents Are Actually Pretty Cool? Yeah. yeah. They I also, also this, yeah. <laughs> I also tried to join in with you at the exact same time in the chorus as if we rehearsed the chorus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we both sing two completely different. I was like, of course you're singing two yeah. different chords. Are you singing? We, we didn't like, practice it. Two and Doritos in sound. Yeah. I was like, all right, he didn't start with Doritos. Why did I start with Doritos? <laughs> now you, now you were partying without parents recently in London. Nice. That's segue. right. Classic. Segway. I saw. I was in London. And I was having. <laughs> fun in London getting to know people in Soho and just seeing some theater please tell me you did that accent because when I studied abroad there for six months yeah. after a week I went to pubs and definitely pretended to be British yeah you should I was too scared and, oh really <laughs> well I did it on stage because I'll call you out and uh Dead silence. And what? I opened with it. And I remember even saying on stage, definitely don't do an accent, Brent. Like doing that <laughs> stuff. You knew they would like it. And you think that would get like the ha ha ha. No, they kind of were just kind of like, all right, man, we hear this all the time from Americans kind of attitude. Yeah. So I just had to get right into my act. That's what uh, I Same thing happened to me when I went to China. <clears throat> oh, that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> just do the straight Chinese accent. What'd you do? You come out and you were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do, man? What was it like? <laughs> what was it? Uh, I have a Chinese wife. I'm not going to yeah. fall for that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that's why you can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we like, thought. Yeah, my wife's Chinese. But she's a black belt. Yeah. So that's not good. But she's a black belt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, but like, you were going over there for shows. Yeah, I yeah. went over there to do a week of shows at the Soho Theater. That's so it was, cool, it was so awesome. It was great. Soho is a very uh, it was swanky nice, part man. of uh, yeah. London town. I was yeah. in the best part, and they put me up in a, a loft or a flat. Sorry, yeah, in Soho that the, there was a confusion of how big it was. Mm -hmm. So I was picturing it to be like the bedroom and the kitchen, kitchen and yeah. couch all in the same room. Sure. And I got there, and it was a it had uh, two beds or two bedrooms but two beds in one of the rooms and then the master room was like a California king and the ceilings were like huge it's, ceiling it was a and right in the heart of Soho walking distance from Soho Theater in the West End that's I, and I had it for like t 11 days and I was like wow unreal it was so awesome I was like, this is crazy. That, that's when you just great. start walking around like I'm pretty sure this is how One Direction travels mm. <laughs> I did I did walk around and it's one of those places, and I, I talked about this once. Maybe this is just me now at this point, but it's like that New York trip I took. There's something, there was just something romantic when I got there. I went to Hyde Park and I walked around. It was cloudy and it's not that hot out. I feel like that's the start of a musical where you're just like, there's just, there's just something romantic about London. Yeah. And then just the music cues up behind Excuse you. Excuse me, can you tell me what? To, oh, God, bro. <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> For one, why would she ask me? Oh, man, but I got to tell you, the women there. Mm. Good? Bad? Beautiful. 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 You know what I liked about the women in London? Because mm -hmm. I had a few uh, friends there that were girls that, like, took me out uh, and showed me a good time. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
one thing I really liked is a lot of the women there, like when I was like, well, let me get, let me get you a drink. They would be like, oh, nonsense. We're giving you a drink. You're a guest. And they would all, and like, I spent wildly less at bars at night than I usually would if I was hmm. here. You're like, like, wow, this is what it's like to be a hot chick. It felt, I did feel like a beautiful, I did feel beautiful. I remember uh, David Sullivan, who's going to yeah. be on the podcast. Yep. Uh, he came and met me there, and he's my like one of my favorite travel buddies because he's mm -hmm. just all positivity and like even if I'm like no, he's like no man, let's go, let's do it. Dude, I'm he like, is a great yes ander and yeah. also just adds to every situation. Yeah. And he's always like trying to find out like almost like a great joke writer where you're trying to peel back more, like mm -hmm. asking more questions. He does that in life. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'll have a. I had great therapy sessions too with him, like just even talking about life and yep. what's going on and. Mm -hmm. It's just a perfect travel buddy. But the first night he got there, I won't forget, there was a girl that I knew, and she asked me to meet her at Soho House out there. And I guess out there, there's a lot of clubs. You can't get into places unless you're a member, which they have a Soho. Yep. For people out that don't here, know what a Soho here, House Angeles, is, yeah. it's basically just a private club for the rich and famous that you pay every, like a yearly membership to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And they have that in London, and I guess it's even more like, uh, you know, Exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for the word. No problem. Find. But David was showing up late because he was flying into London. So I had finished my shows and had a, a couple drinks with some local comics. And then I was like, I had the key to the place. So I said, David, I'll just meet you at the place. And then we can go out. And then <clears> these <throat> girls wanted us to go to Soho House. So let's do it. Let's check out the place. It's so hard to get into. It'll yeah. be fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, he shows up at like 1245. I guess Soho closes at, two, I don't know when it closed, like three, maybe two, maybe two o'clock. We walk up to Soho House. There's like this cool looking, uh, of course, cool looking black bouncer, mm -hmm. and there's a there's a group of people outside, and probably whatever their version of paparazzi are probably out, like out there, and we're about to walk into like the front desk, and the guy goes, "I'm sorry, mate, place is closed." And I don't know why I said this because we were, t I was like, "How was your flight?" We're having like a normal conversation, yeah. but he goes, "I'm sorry, mate, place is closed." And for some reason, I didn't hesitate, and I just said, "I just said, but the love of my life is in there, and I need to tell her how I feel." <laughs> Great. And he looks at me and he goes, well, I can't stop love. And he lets us in. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't stop love. And it was all in one motion. And there's people, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, an ounce oh. of hesitation and you're not getting in there. Yeah, I don't even know why I did that. And, and David's laughing. He goes, what the hell was that? I go, I have no idea why I did that. I don't know where I was in <laughs> my head. Because like, like, I was in the romance of the city. Yeah. And a girl that was that was yeah. there was actually kind of beautiful. That yeah. I was like, Maybe no, I got to get in there. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Could be the love of my life. I don't know. Yeah, and when he kicked us out, he goes, how's it going, mate? And I'm like, I don't know yet. And he goes, Just stay strong. <laughs> when he's he like, the you nicest out. guy. No, when, you know, when they close. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leaving. He's like, all right, mate. And I'm like. And love you guys. Dude, that's great. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, he, was, that's, he was like, I can't stop love. And I was like, oh, it's like out of a movie. That's such a better line than like, don't you know who I am? Oh, that's, man. That's I got to use it again. Better. I have to use it again. Yeah. It was perfect because I delivered it great. Try to, try to do it in all in all forms. Like go, like, go to a game and not with a ticket. Mm -hmm. And just walk <laughs> in. And then when they stop you, like, uh, ticket, you're like, oh, but the love of my life is in there. You know, my friend, uh, when we were underage, my... Uh, my best friend, I can't give his name away because he might lose his job now, but <laughs> okay. I just never understand what I can and cannot say. But sure. uh, I was just his best man because I gave a lot, I told a lot of stories and uh, he was like, he he's back at some of those details. <laughs> and I was like, whoops. Wait, I want to know. I was killing. I was killing. You were. Oh, oh. you've and met him before, I think. And also, I feel like there's. Of course you met him. He was in Montreal. Oh, great. Yeah. There, oh, yeah. There it, you, can edit, you can edit that out. <laughs> yeah, cares? Yeah. I actually don't give a shit. Okay, cool. Um, but I want to know, like, do you go in thinking, all right, there's certain details I shouldn't divulge, but also once you start crushing, you're like, all right, dude, I'm going for broke. I had the room. 
I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was actually more nervous for that speech than I was for like headlining sure. London. Dude. I was like, well, because you, when because I could ruin a marriage or something. I don't yeah, know yeah. you're not set up. up to win at wedding uh, speech. Yeah, because no, uh, if I cross the line and the mom's mad, yes. and the wife's mad. Like, I got to know. And you was, have your material that you have in your shows. You're like, yeah. okay, this works. Yeah, most I could do time. this, like, and yeah. I'll just take out this swear for grandma who's here. You know. Yeah, nine out of ten times, actually ten out of ten times, who's running their speeches at comedy clubs? You know. <laughs> or at a place or at other weddings. Yeah. I got I got I gotta <laughs> tell you. That'd be great if you could. It was I wish I'd taped a special show. though. That yeah. was what is it? Running a great your show. Speech. I don't know, running your wedding speeches at other weddings like it's an open mic. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well he's a he's a he's a constant we love bits, like as as I've told you before, and he just likes to do things like he'll do things like the uh the lying thing like uh, the love of my life is in there that I yeah. do like mm. he gets himself into a lot of places and by having that confidence and doing things and has great bits and I, I even I was talking about the speech I was telling him Jesus man I gotta tell you this is I'm more stressed about this than I've been stressed about you know doing Conan for the first time I go well I just can't mess it up he goes it's all good it's he goes you know it's how I mean, he goes I'm kind of pissed right now anyway he goes my my fiance is now wife who's awesome but he was like uh she won't let me do some bits. I go, I knew you wanted to do bits. What bits did you have, though? <laughs> I, I guarantee she's right. He goes, well, I did have one, I had one bit I thought would be good. He, I go, what? He goes, he goes, okay, here's what I was thinking, and I think this is funny, but you and I, we stage a fake fight. Like we get in a fight, like a real on, like big argument in front of people, and, and then you call me out for something that's like a big secret. You know, and that it shouldn't be explained. And we'll have a cake there, but we'll have two cakes. We'll have one cake in the back. Some, but the wife, he goes, but Heidi doesn't know this. I'm giving all the names away. But uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes. But nobody knows. Only you and I know. And then you th- th- throw me into the cake, and then we both fall into the, this giant cake yeah. into the ground. And then you know they separate, and then we tell everybody we're kidding. I said, okay, one, no, that's a horrible plan. <laughs> I said, two, I know you, Elliot. You love to commit. I go. I know exactly what happened. That would happen. You'd get such a rush and turned on from everybody thinking this is real mm-hmm. that you wouldn't say it's fake. And then I would be thrown out of the fucking hotel yeah. <laughs> and arrested, <laughs> probably. And he was like, right. "Yeah, damn it, you're right. I totally would do that. I would love that. I wouldn't even. I he, would never yeah. confess to that." He'd be like, ba- he'd be <laughs> like bailing you out of jail, being like, "But it was funny." Yeah, actually, he would keep it going probably right. for 10 years he would be like I don't know why you keep saying that's a, a prank I can't believe you do that at my wedding like he would do that anyway I remember we were in high school and uh, he, he got he got a fake idea like I think we were like he was fif- we were 15 at the time and he was trying to buy beer and I remember and it's like an outdoor amphitheater and I think it was like uh, who was the band that everybody saw in high school? Dave Backstreet Matthews. Boys. It was I Dave mean, Matthews. Yeah, that one. So Dave Matthews. Backstreet Boys. I mean, uh, you know, Green Day. That's what I said. Evan yeah. and Jaron. Mm. Dave Matthews was the one that Six everybody Pence went none to. Six the richer. <laughs> <laughs> we just aged yourself. Um, but we we're there, and it's one of those instances where he got out of it by just committing to something. Mm-hmm. So he gets caught by security, and he gets caught by security, and they were throwing him out. And he goes, "No, don't throw me out, please, don't throw me out." And they were taking his figure; they were going to give it to cops. And yeah. he goes, "No, please, come on, don't." And they said, "Okay, all right, how about this? We won't throw you out of here or arrest you or whatever if you stand up on this podium or whatever this thing is, like this, like whatever trash can, hmm. and just announce to everybody." That you're you're an idiot who thought it was okay to have an uh, like an ID underage, and that you're in, like something like that. Mm-hmm. So Elliot goes, no problem. And in front of hundreds <laughs> of people, he gets up there and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm an idiot. 
who has a fake ID and I love to touch little boys oh, and I, he just starts going in and just committing committing and committing and mm-hmm. making them laugh with these horrible thinking because they thought they were going to embarrass a teenager right and he just doubled down like you think that's embarrassing watch what I say and then, <laughs> he doubled down so hard that they gave him his ID back and got him a beer because <laughs> they were like Jesus man Damn. you're not, you're not mean, getting laid anyway like, yeah, here yeah, you yeah, go. Exactly. you ruined it for my, yourself might as well drink is there is there a public speaking situation that you don't feel comfortable in? Well, the wedding was, but I think it is until you hold the mic. And then I, he was like, "Sorry, man, you just have to do six minutes." I did thirty, I think. Jeez. Yeah, I told him. I said, "I'm doing a tight twenty-five. But is what crushed, I told him. Yeah. But I'm walking. It's a wireless mic, and yeah. he, I don't know how much he spent on the wedding, but it was too much. And I'm just going through this and just killing, like mm-hmm. table to table, having a blast. I, I couldn't, you know. Now, now, as, as someone who public who, speaking, I don't know if there is a thing if I'm actually start speaking yeah. that I'm. Nervous. As someone who just did a wedding, I would imagine that if my best man did something like that, I'd be like, "Dude, we only have the band, yeah, yeah, for yeah. so long, yeah." <laughs> like I'd I, be tackling you. Li- I was killing too hard, and it's one of those situations <laughs> like if your wedding, that's yeah. a lot of entertainers at the wedding. Yeah, this wedding is like I'm the only one. Which makes it harder because they're business. like, you better be good. Yeah, yeah, the only yeah, one yeah. That's, that's a stupid. That's a I mean, that's pressure. the. It's almost like it's almost like being at an airport and like I don't know. All right, look. As soon as I started this analogy, yeah, I go, like, this is not at an airport. Well, I was yeah. trying to think like, and for 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 chefs, like, what's the setting where like people go like they're not supposed to be performing or cooking, like a barbecue, like a cookout. Yeah. But you're a chef. They brought potatoes the, uh, out, or maybe yeah. like hop on the grill, and that's like yeah. you better not fuck up this hot dog, Jim. Hey, I thought you were one of those chefs. This yeah. is such a bad. Everybody yeah. loves to be like an asshole too. Thought well, you were funny. Everyone's a critic. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had people asking me like, "Oh, well, it's your wedding, so you're you're probably gonna like do time, right?" I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> why would I? Why, why would I do that? I usually get paid to do that. I'm yeah. not gonna pay what what I'm paying for the wedding. Yeah. So I can now do time in front of. Friends, pay, pay family, my friends and family. <laughs> yeah, the only time <laughs> I watch me do this. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Although we did watch him do the worm uh, in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah, well, that's that's that love, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to do the worm. The woman I love is in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, <laughs> literally. No, we just got married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do the worm. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was something where. I mean, sure, the alcohol is flowing, and I think a dwarf doing a worm—that's like, yeah, no one's going to stop that. Yeah, that's that's, u- that's universally it's nothing loved. better than a nice boozy wedding dance. You're wearing your outfit, and nice. <laughs> Do you go suit. hard in the wedding dance? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. And yeah. This is I'm not. This is not to be funny. I was in such a good place at that wedding, mm-hmm. and I had a good buzz going. That and they had the stage. You know, it was up like maybe like uh, four or five feet above us. Band or DJ? Uh, band. Solid. And I, in that moment, and almost did it thought I could do a backflip off not off the stage but do a running like straight out of Keanu where they kick off the garage backflip my confidence and happiness and just level of excitement time high. and attention seeking I was like I got it and I almost <laughs> did it and the only person to stop me was Elliot because everybody thought I was kidding but Elliot saw he's my best friend and he saw it in my eyes he goes whoa okay alright Brent we, we know what you're thinking here and it's, <laughs> you're not gonna for the first time in your life when you've never attempted a backflip, no. <laughs> Wait, did, so, so he just looking your 30, eyes. At just go. I'm doing this. He did just he, could tell. Did he just look in your eyes and go? He's thinking about doing a backflip. Well, because I kind of announced it too, like move, move, and so oh, I'm yeah. about to do the whole. So I gotta now. There's, now there's an audience. Oh no, <laughs> that's all and, it takes, and, dude. That's where my head went. To that, do anything stupid or great, it takes an audience. Yeah. Then I just had a cigar the whole night that wasn't lit and kept walking around like I was Sinatra. That's okay. Even went to a nightclub like later. I don't know why I went to a nightclub. Holding it, had it, holding it. 
and you know, st- still wearing a thing. What if it was down. a toothpick and you just thought it was a cigar the whole time? I got to check the pictures. Maybe right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. So I, was num- in, I was in Quebec. I mean, it was just, wow. yeah, it was a. Uh, I, I like said, wow, like I know that's a great party city, is it? It was well, that's, yeah. where, that, that's where Montreal is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't, it, yeah. It's just a smaller, like, village of, like, a Montreal. A village? A Montreal. It's smaller than the Montreal. <laughs> and then I did an all-French comedy festival there. Wow. The last Sunday there after the wedding, I just, because they had a festival <laughs> there, like, a smaller kind of JFL. And I, uh, what'd you fake it to comedy? Ha ha or, ha or some bullshit. You just stayed yeah. and they let you go up. Well, they because I saw that it said open mic and I said, Is there any English speaking? They go only on the open mic on Sunday, they have some. And I was like, So I said, That's what we're doing Sunday because I stayed an extra day. Dope. With, and so did like the husband and wife and their and the wife's parents. And I was like, Well, at night, I just announced it because if I announce it, it means I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, In the breakfast in the morning, I go, I'm doing this tent thing tonight at seven because it was uncomfortable to me. And I'm like, I got to do it. And then I showed up, and they obviously were like, "No." And then it's the only time I was like, "Just I'm not like one of these because we've been day drinking too." I go, "I'm telling you, I'm a comedian in America. I could do it. Do they understand English?" Right. And then I actually said, for the first time in my life, I go, "Could you just Google me?" <laughs> yes. And then they came back five minutes later, and they let me close the show. Wow. So I was like, there you go. Yeah. How would it go? It went great, yeah. but I definitely yeah. wasn't in a state of mind to be doing stand-up, but no. it was such a great way to end. And then his wife said, what a perfect way to end my wedding weekend. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I didn't and blow his it. parents loved it. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. I came out on top on that one. That, that, it, it's a weird thing, that, and I think we all have this to where, yeah, you could be at a wedding or you could be on a vacation, but if you see something that says open mic night, you're like, hmm? Yeah, like, it's so I, interesting. I, I might as well just do it. Yeah, we were even thinking when we were in Tahoe for his bachelor party, yeah. there was, right? Like, wasn't there a, a moment when... When yeah, the going to do set, Saratiana was at the improv, and we were oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, pop oh, over and, and I do a guest spot. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was your best man. Yeah, it was, like, was like, no, yeah, hey, don't man. do that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do that every day. You don't yeah. have to do yeah, that. This, yeah, yeah. This is your bachelor party. Don't like stop the whole. Yeah, like we we don't want to be at a dinner and be like, sorry, now now we have to end this because I got to go, you know, jerk off in front of a group <laughs> of strangers. But you do. I mean, that's, that's what just, my act is. That's, by the way, it's closer. It's not even. It's not even a metaphor. Get tickets. It's what I actually do. Brad William? Brad Williams. I was said to say Williams. I said William for some reason. <laughs> Yo, how's the flight to London? Long as shit. Yeah. yeah. 12 hours? Yeah. Turby? Turbulent? Yeah, it did. Also, what happened to you? I saw you tweet something about turbulence. What, what happened? Dude, literally. Where were you coming from? Seattle. Okay. Which I've done a lot. Yeah. I've flown a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, even not even prior to headlining, which has been, what, four years now? I mean, the amount of middling flights, the yeah. amount of just travel, I mean, dude, just flying. Way more than the average person. I think yeah, so, sure. man. Even in college, sure. like vacays and spring break things and, and growing up, like, you know, see my dad and grandparents, I've just been on a ton of planes. And turbulence used to freak me out when I was a kid. And I remember being like, man, I'm never going to be able to be a comic because of that. Yeah. Like, I literally was convinced, like, that was part of the reason I was pumping the brakes on even getting into this because I was like, I don't want to fly that much. I'm terrified yeah. of it. Yeah. Then you just get to a point where you get over it yeah. or you get more tolerant of it. But what I experienced last night was, I mean, dude, I was literally, uh, I was telling Brad this just uh, before we started, I was so numb and and shaky for four hours after, at least, which has never happened because I let myself go to a place, dude, where that was it. And I've never done that on a plane before. What was it doing? Dude, it was literally the the, um, the captain gets on, or uh, or no, they just put the seatbelt sign on. It's about 20 minutes before you're supposed to descend. 
So, you know, like 30 yeah. minutes before you yeah. land, you start mm-hmm. to descend. You know, and they go, yeah. all right, we're going to you know, put your tray tables up and, and a bunch of shit that doesn't fucking matter. But do it anyway, <laughs> just because we yeah. said so. And, hey, could you, uh, could, you, could you give me a drink? I can just hold it. Just give it to me so we can have it ready to fucking wash out for the next. But we probably won't even wash it. But can you just give <laughs> right. it to me? Yeah. You know, all this shit. And so, uh, and so the uh, flight attendant comes on and he's like, guys, please. Um, Put your tray tables up and your seats up. We're actually going to descend a little bit early or get everything ready because um, there's a little bit of choppy, choppy, choppy. Uh, ter- there's some choppiness going on. So before we land, and then all of a sudden, literally like a minute later, and I kind of like buckle my seatbelt and I kind of open the window. I can't see shit, and then just like that was the first move, and it was almost like Sounds the like a horror movie. But it was, Dude, it was like shit, a Jurassic like Park T Rex yeah. fucking yeah. Boom, when the fucking glass shook yeah. in the in the jeep, and then, and then just dropped out of oh. nowhere like we were on the mm. tower of terror and i fucking i mean dude i was just like go oh, not good not good and there was no real prep this the flight attendant being like it's a little choppy so whatever yeah, yeah. it was all very ominous like nobody was really saying much and then dropped again and then a real violent shake like the type of shake where i was like oh i feel like we hit another plane then dropped again then wow leveled out then 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 were went, people then, screaming at this point that was there's a lot of elements. I'd never heard a unified collective. Ah! And I even wow. said this on stage last night. It was all like some of the screams crossed and like harmonized, which like <laughs> fucked me up because there was like ah, 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 ah. like there was just like too many of those. I've yeah. never heard collective gasps. That's terrifying. Yeah, when everybody is on I've the heard same like, page. I've heard the Bill Burr like that one guy next to you that's like ah, 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 ah. yeah like yeah. one of those. I've heard that, but right. but not as comical. But a bunch. Oh man! So now I'm, I go from zero to, to to fifteen as far as a freak out level. Then um, I start praying. I've never prayed out loud really? before. I opened my window. I was like, keep the plane up. Keep the plane up. Please, God. Please, God. Please. Dude, I'm fucking freaking out because at this point, right. I have registered. And, and, and he's Jewish. They don't even believe in God. No. Or keeping the plane up. And <laughs> or so, keeping uh, the plane up. And so I'm like, I'm I, I don't really know Judaism. I'm like, stay up. I'm like, stay up. Stay up. Please. please but, like, just, just, I'm fucking just saying shit. And I remember the girl next to me was like, what are you saying? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And uh, she had taken her shoes off earlier. We got into that. That's a whole other thing. When the flight starts, she's like, can you put your bag in your seat more? I was like, can you put your shoes back on? She's like whatever and so the plane's shaking oh, wow. and i'm opening my window i'm just i'm praying then the captain gets on and i'm uh, there was a ding right like for him to say something where you feel like all right he's gonna say something comforting hey, he's a voice of reason yeah some sort of like just like a hey that that happens sometimes sorry, sorry about that. Well, while it's happening it's still happening yeah it's so maybe like the rest of the hey way. we're gonna be a few more minutes or fasten your seatbelts or i've even heard just like you know, you know, you know. Hold on tight. Like I've heard, like something to make us go, like, all right, you're okay. you're, you're trying you to handle sound this. Calm enough. That yes. I'm yeah, be okay. this is this, this got to be his his Harrison Ford moment where he's like, I've got this plane. Yeah, yeah. you're all safe. Would have you loved that. Would have yeah. would have loved him to play a little audio soundbite from Air Force One. Would have right. loved that. That's true. Right. Instead, and then just waiting, and then I just hear. <laughs> what, dude? And then click. I'm out, and I just whoa, oh no. And then another drop right after that, and then shaking, and then it felt like we were nosediving. And then that's when I was just like, I leaned back in my chair, dude, and I just grabbed the arms, and I was just like, dude, I, I went wow. there. It was fucking wow. crazy, dude. I, I get chills even talking about it because I can't believe I've you never. Really, like, you just accepted, I can't do anything about this. No, man, and, and also accepting that that's it. And I, I didn't freak out. I didn't like start to, you know, part of me, you start having some thoughts of like, I'm never gonna see my family again. I'm never like I don't know. I'm ne- I never got to see Beyonce live. Like I fucking had a bowl of Twizzlers at home. 
Brad says this is what he plays, and I go, "You play funeral music?" He goes, "Yeah, I want to hear it before they do." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's my strategy. I didn't know you were uh, uh, Scottish. I'm not. <laughs> Even though he's got four leprechaun outfits in his closet. <laughs> God, I wish that was a lie. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes not, but Jay, so, Sometimes you have to have costumes ready for auditions. Dude. Jesus. Really? <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah. I, uh, I, I. Oh, yeah. yeah what, is, have, what is the rotation? Every dwarf has what? You've said it before. Oh, elf outfit and a uh, leprechaun outfit. Yes. We all have that. Wow. You all have to have that, which is always like, and the the, 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 the fact that I put them next to my suits <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. is really weird. <laughs> no, it's not. If, like, that's, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think, I think it's in the silly business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just figure like if someone robs me, they're like, oh, let's get, you know, let's go to the, where the nice suits are, which, you know. The, yeah. What a robber, by the way, is yeah. like, yo, we got to, let's, let's rob this house because <laughs> the fucking mixer's right after. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then like they the just mixer. Open, open it up. It's like, wait, <laughs> leprechaun suit. Yeah, elf suit. Yeah, James Bond suit. Yeah, the fuck. You have a James Bond suit. I mean, that's amazing. Wow. I think every guy. I've it. seen you in a zoot suit. Yeah, I like that he asked the question, but you kept staring at me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I got a James Bond suit. I'm <laughs> I've already, I've already impressed Adam like enough. A, yeah, you already know I don't have one. Yeah. That's why he's looking at me. Well, I'm staring at you like <laughs> I got you a move, Morin. You don't have one, bitch. I got a Zara suit. Oh, Brent. Oh, Jesus. I thought you were Whoa. on television. What is that, man? Are you a dude? Do you love sports? Do you love football? Do you love fantasy football? Yeah, you probably do. Well, then you need to try my favorite new app, Draft. Have you guys heard about this? It's a weekly fantasy football app, but it's not like the other guys, all right? On Draft, you get to play real-life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. Yeah, I know. Incredible. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it, all right? There's no trades. There's no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you, all right? And drafts start every couple minutes, so you, so you can join one right now. You don't have to wait an hour or a year or for your birthday. Two minutes from now, start a draft. Join one. And the best part, you get to play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. Who can't afford a dollar draft? Maybe pigeons, but... You know, because they don't have currency. There's also no salary caps, and you can play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. How great is that? Come and join me on Draft today. I'm in it. Brad's in it. We love it. Download the app anytime, like right now. All you do is search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes, or you can play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. For a limited time only, all new players will get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code ALN. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using my promo code ALN on your first deposit on the app Draft for fantasy football lovers, sports fanatics, and just people who love fun. Search Draft in the App Store, go to playdraft.com, and come play with me for free using the promo code ALN. Hey, fellas. Yeah, I'm talking to fellas. This question's for you, all right? Do you you hate shopping? Yeah, if you're a dude, you probably do. Yes is the answer to that question. You hate getting in your car, going to the mall, you're like, parking's going to suck, there's going to be a lot of traffic, they're probably going to be playing shitty music in the mall, and I'm going to still dance to it because I can't help but feel the vibes and the rhythms, and you still want to look good, right? And you got to get clothes. You can't just walk around buck naked all day. That's illegal, I think. Bombfell is here to make it easier to get clothes for dudes. Bombfell, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L. Fully personalized pieces that have been handpicked for you by your own stylist. Dude, you get your own stylist. Every kid's dream was to have their own stylist, and now you can get it with Bombfell. Your stylist will email you 
his or her selections, after which you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control. You receive the clothes, and guess what? You have seven days to tell them if you want to keep them or you can send the rest back. They're so flexible. You receive the clothes when you want and can pause and cancel at any time. So here's how you get it, all right? You sign up by telling them a little bit about yourself, your measurements, and your style preferences. Set a budget, all right, a a limit that you're comfortable with, and then um, tell them, you know, what you want in your next order. Like, I want two button-downs and a pair of jeans or some collar shirts and a polo, and schedule when you want it, or let them surprise you. They're stylists. They know what you're doing, all right? They know what you, they know, they know how, they, they want to make you look good. So let them do it. Your stylist will also put together your clothing picks and send you a preview email, which is dope. And you can cancel or charge anything you don't like. And they'll ship it after 48 hours um, if you, uh, if you love it. And guess what? If you get the clothes and you try them on, you're like, man, my neck looks weird in this shirt or my, my dick looks weird in these pants. Or, you know, I thought my, I thought my butt was, I thought my butt was going to look like David Beckham's butt. Guess what, dude? You have seven days after you try on all these shipments uh, when they've been delivered to you before they charge your card. So you pay for what you keep and return the rest. Shipping is free both ways. And guess what, ladies? I know you're trying to help your man look better. Bombfell provides an option to sign up on behalf of your partner. So do that. There's a lot of dudes out there that don't know how to dress. So help them out, all right? That's why you're with them, right? To change him, you know, to make him more like how what I want. So do that for him, all right? Brad and I are using Bombfell, uh, and it's the shit. Um, getting these items sent and opening them up. I mean, it was like watching Brad on Christmas open up his new elf shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was so excited, and the clothes fit him. And they fit me, and it's great, because we took time to go through and pick everything out. And guess what? Some things we were like, oh, that looked different. We sent it back, didn't get charged. Free shipping. It's the best. Um, so you got to get this, all right? And if you want to, right now, get $25 off your first purchase. Go to bombfell.com, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com, slash A-L-N, and get 25 bucks off your first purchase, all right? We even negotiated with Bombfell to get an XYZ offer for our listeners, um, which is exclusive, which is why you're getting 25 off and, uh, and all this free shipping, all right? So if you want to look good and feel good and not go out to the mall and you're a dude and you want clothes, go to bombfell.com slash ALN to get 25 off your first purchase and start looking and feeling better today. Bombfell.com slash ALN. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash ALN. Bombfell. Open and close. See what I did there? It's a play on words. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. So wait, what happened when it landed? Like, was so, there so, anything so the, said? So the, uh, uh, and then in my head, I'm like, all right, this dude, I can only assume he tried to comfort us, right? Yeah. He probably clicked the thing and, and leaned over and was like, yo, we got to say something. Like, do we say, hold on to your butts? Yeah. Jack? Do Anything. We say, do we say, keep calm and carry on? Do we say, uh, it's going to be all good? Like, I know you felt the bumps, but, you know, w- but like, we're going to land this, babe. Like, whatever he's going to say. And I think he probably felt the bump also. Kept his finger on the thing and just went, oh, no. Yeah, oh, God. Dude, I heard that crystal clear as day. And, and then that's when I was just, that again, that's when, and then a couple more bumps and then the nosedive feeling and then leaning back because I'm just like, dude, I am never going to get to meet Lenny Dykstra. And so, uh, well, yeah, I mean. It is funny who anyway, might go in your head, though. You, dude, you, I mean, you I will now because I, he's obviously listening to this podcast. For sure. I joke, but like none of those thoughts Nails are there. Them. It was, I went, I went blank. I mean, blank. it was just like, yeah. And uh, and and just numb it. And the fact that I was like, I mean, dude, I was just convinced, man. And then all these people were telling me, planes never go down from turbulence, so you're fine. But it's like, dude, in the moment, you're not looking yeah. at chat charts and and graphs. You're mm-hmm. yeah, you're you going off emotion and what you see and don't see. Yeah, that that and the fact and that here around that, you. yeah, that and the fact that there's that collective panic. 
Yeah, that's that what doesn't freaks make, me out. Because if you're the is. only one panicking, you're like, okay, maybe it's just me. Yeah. They all know something that I don't. Yeah. But then if like the whole plane's like, oh, God. Yeah, and especially oh. when the pilot goes, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what is that? Welcome back to Don't <laughs> Say That. Don't click the thing. I'll take things you shouldn't say to a passenger. <laughs> A plane full think, of passengers. Yeah, you would think there'd be like a, literally a script where they could like open up and say, okay, we just had some turbulence. Re- read this. Dude, you know how Gmail and iPhones have autocorrect or they'll suggest yeah. responses? Yeah. Have that in the fucking cockpit, man. Yeah. I think plane he did. Shakes. I think what happened is he goes, we're done. Oh, shit. You know, I think he probably went, oh, we're not done yet. You know? But his yeah. panic was, I would have been so real. Dude, it was so real. And then all of a sudden, dude, literally like, and it went on too for about four minutes, which, yeah, is, which long. is really long. You're, you're, you're hearing mm-hmm. that being like, that's, you know, that's, um, that's, uh, that's half a, 280 that's half seconds. That's half Brent Best Man speech. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, nice. that was a fraction of it. That was yeah. my intro that I had him right. Anyway, so I get on stage that night and uh, so Brad, I started to just do jokes and then I just stopped two jokes in and I just... Because I felt like I was reading off a script. I didn't. I wasn't attached to anything. Yeah. Because I was still so yeah out of my body. And then I just go, all right. I just got to talk about this, and I did, and found a lot of great beats, and got yep. a lot of some of the strongest laughs I think I've ever heard at the Westside Comedy Theater in that little room. But like, a, and I went on last too, so they were just they'd seen a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. And just real and. And it took me a while to find some moments, and then once I did, dude, they were so with me. And at the end of it, they were awing because I had I was pausing at some points, just being like, anyway, so that um, I yeah, shit, that I just I, they were you could see on my face, and I could feel it because I was like, dude, everything that I'm saying and being right now yeah. is the most true and authentic yep. I think I've been in a long time. Where you're just so connected to what yep. you're talking about yep. because you're so. You can't fake anything. There's no. No, and you needed to get yeah. it out somehow. I would have felt have really that. bad if I got off stage. I would have felt. I you probably would have been a and... way worse drive home if you didn't talk yeah. about yeah. it on stage. No, you you're exactly go, right. Get up it was cathartic, dude. Yeah. Have you have you had a moment like that where something happened, a breakup or something, and you? Just oh yeah, even a breakup. Ta- like my last agent talked about it. My last breakup, I was like, yeah. I was a little fucked up. Obviously fucked up from it. And then it was like uh, I did two weeks of I didn't perform for two weeks and I haven't done that in like eight years mm-hmm. for that long, and then I and then I had to go to Tempe uh, to headline the Improv there, and it was the first gig I had done in two weeks, which feels like eighteen years. Yeah, yeah, so for, yeah, for those, place, yeah. For those who don't do stand up, it's weird that like. Like if I go three, four days without doing yep. stand up, the next time I go on stage feels weird to me. Oh, it's it's like yeah. it's not. And sometimes it rhythm. can work to your benefit. Like this yeah. last week when I was sick, I like had some great shows that I had to cancel, and uh, so my for I only did a Friday Saturday, which I haven't mm-hmm. done that in a long time, and they were awesome because I was like laughing genuinely and having a good time. But I remember when I went to Tempe and I got on stage at Tempe. And uh, I have the kind of act where I, I was like, I have to talk about it. I mm-hmm. can't not talk about the breakup, especially when my whole new hour I was going to do was about me being in a relationship. Oh so I need to find, God. you know, like at least the theme of it. Like, you is know, that, there's is, a theme. Is that, is that strange where I, as a comic, you're going through that horrible breakup, but was, was there ever that voice in your head that's like, all right, I got to make this work for yeah. the material. Well, yeah, I had to push it. I had to figure something out. And I was yeah. like, even like doing any other special, I was like, well, I have to figure out how to, how to compartmentalize whatever this thing is in my head. And I will, I'll never forget, I was with Jason Collins, another comedian, and it, and we get, first off, it was so great to leave my own place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this feels better. And then I did the first show and uh, finally was like, well, she left. And then like I just said it with no plan. Mm-hmm. And I just, for the whole weekend, it was like five 
hour-long therapy sessions that turned out to be amazing. Yeah. And I was Probably like, some of the best shows you've ever done. Yeah. Oh, they were just so great because. <laughs> Because when I woke up the next morning, I was like, I felt, I didn't feel like complete shit. And I was like, oh man, I'm so happy I have stand up. Me and Jason were talking about this all the whole time. Like, thank God yeah. we have this thing for an outlet. <laughs> yeah. Because most people I don't, know don't have hell, that. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with, without that outlet. <laughs> like, because you know? we, have, we have something where not only are we allowed to get our feelings out, but we literally have a, a captive audience. Yes. They, they, they can't really leave. Like, they can, obviously. Yes. It's free. But like, like, they're supposed. They're trusting you, and they're yes. gonna stay there, and they're gonna listen to you. And it's they not- want you to be. They want yeah. to listen. They want you to be good too, especially when you're on a road because they fucking paid to be there. Right, and they're like, you better be good. Yeah, I need this. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it goes friend. Both ways here. Yeah. yeah, it's not a friend of yours that like you guys like. Hey man, she left me, and he's like, well, fuck some chicks. All right, yeah, let- dude, fuck her. She sucks. Yeah, like, no man, I don't want any of that right now. I just yeah. need you to just kind of. But you also can't just unless you're complete narcissist sociopath you can't just sit and talk at somebody for two hours no, about yeah. the same fucking thing and nope. not let them speak right like, that's just not how it should work and i don't like that anyway so i kind of just kept myself and did it on stage for the most part there was a yeah. few people that i would talk to like now, david sullivan and stuff how and much like do you need to work through something and brad i want you to answer this too like mm-hmm. how much of something that does like like with your dad when he was um going through cancer like how much yeah. of that do you need to sit down and for you with the breakup and sit down and really think through before Let's you take it to this. Let's open with breakup next time and not, <laughs> not, not uh, and close with cancer. You can't go your dad with cancer and you with the breakup I mean, your bullshit teenage fucking problems. Oh, oh, really? You weren't yeah. getting laid that oh. week? Oh. I don't know where she is either. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do it the other way. Uh, well, like, uh, like I didn't when 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 my dad was going through cancer it. Cancer should headline you. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, the cancer should headline. <laughs> name my special. Um, <laughs> cancer should headline. Well, well, cancer should headline. Like I didn't talk about my and dad. Herbie and should feature. Right. <laughs> How'd you know she did? No, okay, right. that didn't happen at all. I'm completely know, clean. All women everywhere and so <laughs> shit. Well, like <laughs> it happened I, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, I didn't talk about uh, my dad and what he was going through until, and if you were, if you were at the comedy works this one night, uh, then then it's, it's when I talked about it because I knew my dad was g- going in for like this appointment where he was either going to be told, "Hey, you're good," or it didn't work, and we got to go through another round of chemo, which would have been the third round of chemo, and that's not fun. No. Well, uh, and, was, and and for a, a multitude of reasons, yeah, that's a word, right? Multitude? Sure. Yeah. I believe so. I love that word. And I, I, I don't use it enough, but I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was... Because of his age, right? Like, the older you get, like, the, the more yeah. chemo, the more any sort of it's, procedures it, it's is... It's poison. You're yeah. putting poison in your body to yeah. kill something worse than poison. So yeah, yeah. it's not good. And uh, so I knew that he was going in that day, so I knew that uh, if, if I got a phone call, that's probably what it was going to be about. And I was it was backstage. All day went. No, no oh. phone call. I was backstage right before I went on stage and my phone rings and I see it's my mom and I'm like, fuck, this is the call. I can't yeah. not pick it up. Yeah. And I answer the phone. I say, I say hello. And the first words out of her mouth are he's in remission. Oh. And I just, I fell to the ground yeah. and I started like sobbing like I've never sobbed like yeah, this before. Yeah. And like the, the comics that were in the room are like, we just heard him take a phone call and start sobbing. We don't know what the fuck this is. They're like, yeah. what should we do? And then I'm like, uh, and I tell him like, my dad, he's in remission. He had cancer. No, he doesn't have cancer anymore. He's in remission. I'm gonna, he's gonna live. And, uh. blah, blah. and then literally, as I'm doing that, 
you hear from the stage, please welcome Brad Williams. Wow. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I like run on stage and I like wipe the tears out of my eyes, but it's still very obvious that I've been crying. Yeah. And uh, that show was when I was like, all right, I guess I have to talk about it now. And that was pretty much what I did that night with a lot of, with, you know, some fine tuning became the stuff that people saw in the daddy issue special. Yeah. In the end where I talk about it. So no prep. No prep. Just raw emotion. Just because that's so cool. Because I feel like when it's that raw emotion, that's when it's the most pure. Because you can't, you can't substitute that. You can't plan for that. You can't like be like, well, if I, if, if this had happened to me, what would I say right now? Yeah. And also, no. you trusted yourself enough, and and I think all of us like at this yeah. point, you just go, I know where to find the beats. I know what's yep. funny about it. On one pass, you know, yep. you want to go through and proofread your own thoughts, but sure. like. You know, at this point, I think uh, you, you do it enough, then you you know. Okay, I know when I say it, this I'll get a laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and then if you if it's something special, then you go and you you fine tune it. But the fear of just talking about something you hadn't thought about, yeah, you know, yeah. or, or is on Makes your mind. Makes you raise your game. You just you just do it. You know, yeah. and yeah. sometimes you take that big swing. And I think just the the idea of taking the swing at something when you're like, man, I didn't even, I haven't even like. Taking, I haven't even put this ball on a tee, and now I'm just yeah. fucking going to try to take a <laughs> yeah, swing yeah, off yeah. of fucking Eggersley. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then you just even getting in the batter's box, I think the universe just rewards you by being like, you know what, man? You're get, like, because sometimes we can all test. You do a new bit that has more pieces to it than you anticipated, yeah. and fucking the crowd's with you, and you're locked in, and you get a couple great laughs early, and you're like, oh, now I, I'm going to say everything I think about this. Yep. And now it just gives you that energy to try more. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, also yeah. the flip side, like, you know, you hear one cough and one like what and you yeah. go i don't know man all right so uh fucking pizza <laughs> kind of know. the definition of what what i do when i'm working shit out is yeah. i'll take something at home like if you're on fire i'm in a good mood i'm gonna take this teacher kid hitting on a teacher bit and turn a three minute thing into 15 minutes of him doing is it. is that how that happened yeah every I, the way i decide it for my act if i have a good if something i think is like solid is if it could be three minutes or two minutes or 12 minutes mm-hmm. and so i have certain things that i talk about uh and i just keep trying to find it the newest version of my life where i could figure that out whether now it's like uh a bit i do about you know my girlfriend walking away and and then me having a back and forth with her or me being with rico on a boat tour you know and just if i can have this back and forth and if the crowd is in then i'm going yeah. but mm-hmm. do you even if they're the greatest crowd there's still a moment where they go, all right, man, move the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is way too long. Yeah, but that's and so the I dance. take it there, yeah. and yeah. then you can hear the... <laughs> then I go, all right, that's it for that. Yeah. And then yeah. I go, okay, so on. we know we can't go that far yeah. with it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's know? the beauty of getting that line and either going over it or... Oh, it's or, the best. Or, when you find something, you go, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah. Like that, I'll figure that out. Does Rick Glassman uh, not honor where the line is? And does he just... Is he, he blows by it. Is man. he in the bit boat just <laughs> made, like driving circles around you on... on uh, you're, you're, like you're in the water holding on to a life preserver and he's in the bit boat just <laughs> driving circles around you waiting to pick you up and put you in the boat and take yeah. you back to shore yeah. where it's calm and nice and there's TV yeah. and weed. But... <laughs> Also, sometimes he's just like, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, he goes, and you're like, you know, he has what? a coffee, then it's forget it. And it's, it's <laughs> go on to town, Ricky, Ricky Glassman, <laughs> who I love. I actually think we're going to do a podcast together. We live in the same apartment complex. Yeah, we're like, why not? Dude, man. Uh, it's like perfect. Also, he, dude, he's just so entertaining. I mean, we, something, we ran yeah. to each other in an audition the other day. Oh, really? And like, he had me tape a video for well, him. Was that you who taped it? Yeah. Oh, man, focus, Rick. Get the job. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And he goes, he goes, he goes hey, can you go? And, and, and by the way, there's this kid. Did he make you do 10 takes? 
I, I told him I was doing one take. Good, good. And did so you have I, to? And there's because there's parents and there's a kid. Yeah, that, that you I saw, saw the, the kid. kid. Yeah. So afterwards, uh, um, uh, I pan over and then the and Rick goes, uh, he goes, oh, I'm gonna stay here. And, and we were talking to some guy in there, and, and he goes, uh, it was for a teacher role. And Rick goes, you look like you're a teacher, you're gonna get the job probably. And then he looks over <laughs> this kid. He goes, right? He goes, ah, oh, whatever. What do you know? And the kid goes, I've seen it all. Jesus. <laughs> Shit. And then Rick just goes, oh, Lord. oh my God, new best friend. He goes, you know, I'm going to be here a while. I'm going to be new best friends with this guy. You know, and uh, and so I walk out and uh, and, he, and then we see him in the parking lot and we just end up talking for like 20 minutes, like just doing nonstop bits. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. there might not, might not be anybody better as far as like yes ending everything. Like there's no, it took a, a, a hard four or five bits and turns and tangents before he just stopped and goes, all right, and I was like, "All right," and then even that prompted <laughs> yeah. another like, yeah, "Yeah." So that must be all the time when you're living. I used to always say, "I go, Rick, you'd be the worst uh, partner on an Amazing Race because like, <laughs> there's no place. It could be the mobile station, and yeah. he's got to do a bit with the guy behind the counter, and you know, you got to do a bit here." I go, "Rick, That's can we so just funny. get to the place where we have to do bits? <laughs> got to get to Cuba, Rick." <laughs> like, I what are we doing here? Yeah, I didn't talk my neighbors. Though. <laughs> I hadn't talked to that guy in like maybe six months just because of road and whatever. And then one time he got off the stage at the at the Hollywood Improv. I was going on next, and he walked up to me. I haven't seen him in six months, and he just grabbed my hand and he kissed it, and he goes, "My lord," and then he just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, think we're gonna do the it. Fuck, did you just watch Game of Thrones? Well, come on, you have so much podcast experience at this point. This is yeah. now your eleventh did it time on God our podcast and did it. I mean, you know, it's funny. We actually were gonna do it today, but I was like, I was working today, and. uh and on your show? Yeah, trying to can we, finish can, the rewrite on it. Can we yeah. talk about that at all? We could talk about uh, the process. We're working on it. I sold a show, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a pitch to uh, Showtime that I'm hoping happens. And a lot uh, and a lot of nudity? Yeah, there will be. Yeah. For real? Like, yeah, it's a dark it's dark, dark comedy, but it's Male me, so nudity. It'll, be really, it'll be funny. Male nudity? Probably me. Yes. If happens. But there'll be a lot of violence. Yeah. There'll be a lot, yeah. a lot of love. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Now you're going to be a full twink. There'll be a lot of shit. <laughs> it, it will be the opposite of Justin. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, where I played on Undateable. So no singing? No, only if like somebody puts a gun to my head and makes me, I think. It's it kind of dark, way. huh? Yeah, it's kind of like a Narcos meets Felicity. That's like the best way to describe <laughs> it. It's like it has all the like love and it. relationships of a yeah. Felicity where you get insecure, but you're like, maybe she's the one. Mm-hmm. But then it's also violent in the drug world and it's in South Beach and it's and somewhere how do you write? Be. How do you write for South Beach? Tell me, it is, that's one of the things we're dealing with. But we had, we've had a, a great meeting, great shit so far. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, uh, it takes time, right? I mean, it's taking fucking so goddamn long, and I didn't know that. What's the main holdup? It's just because you got to get it in, but then it's like you know, Showtime doesn't buy a lot, and you know, uh, so it's a process. They actually, it's really we did a note session on the outline, and they're actually so good with notes so because it's because everything they they work on, they give a shit about. So, yep. it, so I don't know, but there's still so many like challenges, and you know, we sold it, and we sold it with uh, Bill Lawrence, who did Undateable, yep. me, Spin City yep. Scrubs. Yep, we're co-writing it together. Great, um, is that fun? It is because we do it a different way. It's kind of like a master class for me because when I was in film school, I was more of a, a screenwriter and I found that t- TV writing, uh, which I've written other TV shows but never sold anything. Uh, there's just an art to it like anything, like stand-up, you know? So it's almost like he's the headliner and I'm like the uh, opener he's helping. Cool. You know, because there's like certain things where I think I know it and I learned very early on in film school and I think in anything, put your ego aside and just listen to this person who's been doing it longer than you. Absolutely. Whether you agree on a joke or some shit or a story thing, like we have the things I'm confident about, he listens to, but 
on the structure, like certain things, it's like, no, oh, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's like, good to not oh, be the smartest person in the been, room. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, why, that's why, why this guy shows. has, you know, however many houses and shit. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, and then Zach Braff to direct the pilot. What? Uh, oh, shit. He pitched it with us. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So he's attached to direct the pilot. And we have a great same sensibility. When I was in film school, people used to call me Zach Braff because. Because you have a weird chin? Yeah, you know, because, yes, when I booze, <laughs> we talk about that. We talk about that. Well, I was like, man, when I drink, my fucking chin goes away. It goes, me too, man. <laughs> and then my voice. A lot of people were like, you sound like Zach Braff. And then, the, you know, I think also we're both like. Uh, good looking enough but not really you know like we're not hot guys but we're like right there where it still works so that I just like that's what I gathered that's that's, what, a, that's a quote from a buddy in film school who told me he goes oh, hey you like Zach Braff here you know cause you're good looking but you're not too much so you're kinda like right there and your voice you got that thing where you like talk through your nose sometimes and I'm like alright man I don't oh, even yeah, know that's Jesus. a compliment just guys got all the career. no it's yeah. a good thing it's a weird thing yeah, yeah, yeah. for a teacher to say to a student yeah. I actually had that moment our last uh, pitch was at uh, Showtime and I had that moment when because he's directing it so he's explaining how he would visually set it up and what he would do and it was everything I would say if I was him so Whoa. that was a great thing in my head but I had a moment where I'm sitting there and I got Warner Brothers here I got Bill Lawrence here I got Zach Braff there on my side it's like a, a table of people and then the Showtime people there and I'm kind of looking over while Zach's talking and I, I, for some reason it's like I shouldn't have been thinking like this I'm so ADD I should be focused on the damn pitch but I started thinking about well this is so funny because in college I remember watching Scrubs and then he did Garden State and thinking that's the kind of career I want. I want to go and do a TV show and then be able to make my own thing and and it work. And and the fact that I'm next to him and he's pitching on my show, my idea to direct it, I'm like, Jesus, this is kind of cool. Wow. But uh, fucking God... Damn it, Brent! I gotta get a maid. <laughs> yeah. So right now we're in the script process. You, may, you may never see it. Yeah. Uh, my only goal right now is uh, is to to, to uh, hopefully shoot it. Yes. So that's the thing. People don't realize that when you sell something, you have a one in ten chance of selling it. This is mm-hmm. what a, a professor told me one. One in ten chance of selling. One in ten chance of getting the pilot made. One in ten chance of getting it picked up. That's how you should always treat it. And that's where mentally I am in my head, so I'm not like daydreaming about like right. great things. But, but so have, far it's good. But yeah. w- but but one thing that people will be able to see is uh, you got a movie coming out, The Outdoorsman. Oh yeah, that just got into the Austin Film Festival. Oh, so I'm um, going to that. I just saw it. Like uh, I haven't seen anything on it, but uh, it comes out Austin Film Festival. When is that, by the way? October something. Why are you looking at me? Because I don't know. Because <laughs> you brought it up, notes guy. I've never, I've never done like a Hold festival, on. like a film festival before. Oh, cool. Like when I'm in like it, a screening, and I'm the star of the goddamn thing. So I, I kind of with the uh, Shasirs and Maida from SNL. Yes, oh, she plays my dude. love interest in it. Yeah, uh, and I'm 40 pounds heavier than I am now. You're, was, you're like, a guy who great thing. Yeah, you're a guy that just decides to what leave your life and live. What's the what's it say? The IMDb. Uh, I'm really know. curious about what their synopsis yeah. is. Uh, because I amateur say, actor Brent Morin stars yeah. not Zach Braff stars <laughs> in the film not Zach Braff <laughs> god damn it he's so rich Come, dude a million episode at one point right I don't know what it was but I, I remember was there's, a, there, there's a Fletch jersey in Bill Lawrence's office before we like met before we were gonna pitch the show and I'm working on some of the notes of like the pitch stuff and my like just writing it on my laptop and Zach walks in and we're buddies now so he's fucking with me and he sees see that Fletch jersey right there autographed by Chevy Chase or whatever it's like a yeah. framed in Bill's office he goes I got that for Bill's birthday what'd you get him for his birthday like a while ago and I just I the said, cast of Fletch and I said uh, I said I said Zach I said uh, 
I said, our show wasn't a hit, okay? I can't afford framed gifts. <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and it killed Zach. He, had to, he tells everybody that story that's now. He goes, so it's funny. I just caught him right away. It's a <laughs> big like, gift. Can't afford yeah. framed yeah. gifts, Zach, okay? That's <laughs> so that's specific. That's Mark a, my words, we're in the same damn boat. If my show was a hit, <laughs> I'd get some framed gifts in that fucking car I can't pronounce that you have. Uh, your ca- your <laughs> character decides to live in the wilderness for a year. Yeah, that, there it is. Dope. But he doesn't do that, but you know. He, did, he doesn't spoil Maybe he does. Oh. Look at that. Man, I don't know how to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. We it was right, fun. We'll with Brent Morin. I have first first uh, movie, uh, the director, David Haskell, was like super great to work with, super low budget. I'm um, happy it got into a festival. I love Austin, so I'm excited for that because I'm right. going to be in Austin. Uh, Cap City. Yeah, September 21st, 23rd. Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that will air. We're just that, there. But, you you got to go to the... Um, uh, the the springs. Have you been before? I have. Yeah, I think so. They're a lot of fun. Maybe I have. I know me, Brooks Whelan, and Andrew Santino rented kayaks once and yeah. went out there and the yeah. boats fell out trying to grab a turtle <laughs> and the kayak hit him. In Wait, the head. that was funny. The humping turtles? I don't know what turtles, but it. There's you probably know, only one turtle turtles. cove that we yeah. saw. Because because Adam and I did the same thing. We were out in the kayaks and we saw a bunch of turtles. Oh yeah, it was a ton out, of really. They were fucking. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And then we got some uh, also those like shitty little bottles of uh, plastic wine from like yes. a uh, like a gas station on the way there. Mm. And we rented bicycles to get to the kayak. <laughs> it was a great day. But I just remember being in the kayaks and we opened the little red wines and we're out there on the water. And we sipped it and we're looking around and it's a nice day. And then Andrew Santino just goes, ah, just awful. Because <laughs> uh, the, the wine uh, is yeah. the worst wine, <laughs> but it was just awful, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> You're like this I'll pristine moment. Yeah, I love Austin, man. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. Place. I'm glad you'll be now. Yeah, I'm glad it got in. Now, to it, so you, do you do that to try to sell the film, or do you not know how that? Well, works? honestly, my only thing is like uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be uh, like to sit in the theater and, and watch. Uh, Watch me on that screen. I did see. You'd be like, like Johnny Depp, who's like, I don't watch any of my movies except for Chocolat. That's that got me going. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't watch anything. I didn't watch a lot of uh, Undateable till recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I, I, I know I'm just gonna critique myself too much. Uh, so and I what can't. can you do? It's already done. But now I kind of like it. Like when I watch it, like I just like watching it from a different like. Remember, right, you're bit. you're enough. Uh, you're but it, it's far a good thing to watch. Yeah, I think it's always a good thing to watch because then you yeah. kind of go. Because I remember watching going. What the fuck you doing with your hand there Brent why don't we put that one down for yeah. us you know you just little things and I only saw like uh, I did ADR for the movie and I saw uh, clips of me and it was I'm gonna watch this one because it's hilarious because I'm 200 pounds in it so um, it's so funny to see my belly and I was just laughing at it <laughs> so I was like oh I could easily is watch your voice this different do you have like fat voice no I, I honestly I do have a I, I am breathing a little bit different because yeah. I'm supposed to be fall but it's like 120 in the summer or something and I'm wearing Jesus. like flannels and the stupid bullshit but alright that's an academy award honestly I gotta tell you I didn't know I just I think like uh, my metabolism used to be so good and then I remember What's that I word? talked to the director and I was on the road yeah. and I was uh, I was in pretty I was actually in pretty good I was pretty much this or maybe a mm-hmm. little bit more in this because I've been working out a lot so I could get my goddamn pilot made but yeah. uh, I was uh, I remember talking to the director going as a joke because it was like three weeks out till shooting I said I wish I had some time to get in some shape for this and he goes oh no 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 it's better if you're out of shape so eat enjoy yourself no no the, if you're in bad shape it'd and be better for the character all you have to hear and there's some funny scenes in there too that's improvised uh, Rick Glassman's in it too by the way oh good and uh, there's some funny scenes about me being out of shape but I I was like 
we're going to Sabaros. You know, I'm like, pull <laughs> the pin. Well, because you're on the road, a lot right. of comedy clubs are in malls. So yeah. I go, let's go, Jason. I'm eating. <laughs> Can we get some more chicken fingers for the? I just went to town, had some beer. It was enjoyable. Hell but yeah. I put on weight so fucking fast. Oh, really? I didn't know I could do that. Does that scare you? Yeah, because now I have to think about it a lot. Yeah. Right. So now I'm like, oh, so when I lost it, I had to lose it because then I had to pitch the show quickly at like shortly yeah, after. And I'm and like, can be walking I can't like, be, especially yeah. me, because it's. Because I made a big mistake, obviously not because it's sold, but I went in after Undateable to sell a show, and Undateable wasn't like a hit show. It wasn't like a, a hit that was like everybody knew about, so when you're walking in, they know you. Like, when I'm walking in with Zach Braff, more people are like, Zach, you know, or good yeah. to see Zach. Yep. And nobody knew me, and were selling me as the star of the show, and a lot of, and, and I prefer acting to, uh, you know, I like to separate the acting and the stand-up, so I, I'm not going in to pitch a show that's going to be uh, me playing a comedian mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shows that do that that I love so I don't know if that's what they were thinking but I went in and realized because we went and pitched and then I had to wait a week to hear and I went in and pitching an action comedy dark action comedy starring me <laughs> and I realized like in that week of like not hearing anything is where you go like what the fuck were you thinking you idiot I remember I was washing my couch because I didn't hear anything. I, my mind was wandering. I go, you piece mm. of shit. You fucking think you are going in like South Beach comedy, fucking idiot. Piece of shit. You get guns. And you're the star. You think you're going to be the star of this? Yeah. You piece of shit. Who are you, Martin Lawrence? You don't deserve a budget. <laughs> That's a budget, Brent. You need you, an Martin apartment Lawrence? in a city and you're a comic. That's all that will work. Mm. You're going to sell this? No one even fucking cares about you. Like mm. I'm having... And as I'm having a breakdown to myself, I get a call going, Showtime just bought it. I go, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was at a heart attack. I See, really was washing my couch. Of course. Yeah. But it was a really stupid, ambitious thing to do. But I always stay stupid and ambitious. That's what I realized. Well, yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, well, if advice. you're, cause, and we've said it on this podcast before, because if you knew the odds and if you knew what was, what was ahead of you, you wouldn't do anything in this business. Honestly, great advice that uh, David Sullivan gave me in uh, London when we were there. One mm -hmm. of the great little nuggets. You can ask him about it. He said something to me that stuck with me. He said, why lose twice? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you audition or you do shows or you do this. And there's always a chance you're going to lose. But why lose before you go into any of this shit? Like if you're gonna beat yourself before you lose the thing, wow. you're gonna lose twice. Wow. And I was lose like, twice. "Fuck that!" Like, and now That's I'm great. repeating it all the time. I want to get a tattoo on my fucking yeah. wrist. Do you have a tattoo? No, I you... want I want like eighty of them. Yeah, I just can't okay. do it. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. That's that's uh. I mean, what do you watch that is? There's so much TV now, and I, I mean, I know. I know Brad, you yeah. use the road to catch up on shows, right? I, I try. Mean, Either yeah, that's Net, fun. It's just like Netflix and HBO. Well, there's so much. I mean, yeah, every so week now there's a new show, and, and I've. I mean, this is the first year in my life that I've been good about like trying to watch shows because uh, you know it's our business, and there's just yep. so much that I was just like I'd go, going to audition for stuff, and I was like I'd try what, to watch well, clips yeah, what is to know yeah. the tone, but like. Dude, I mean, just saw Stranger Things, Ozark. I mean, and there's Ozark's just great. Oh, I man. watched. I binged that. I think that's why Netflix didn't take my show. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, not my show's nothing like it. But there are similar kind of tones to it. Well, you know, you're you know you're like very that. Jason Bateman. -y. Fuck, I'd kill for that hair. Um, He's a beast, huh? Just He's so good, good in that, at everything. Man. That thing is great. Well, that how, thing is great. How do you? <laughs> How do you feel about binging versus uh, having a show like Game of Thrones? Like honestly, Game of Thrones, I haven't gotten into because me I, neither. I I'm like the only person. I have to. Apparently. There's a dwarf in it. I want to. 
badly. I, I say the exact same. Didn't thing. we have a podcast here where you went off on Peter a little bit? Yeah, uh, that's that's every other yeah, podcast. Every other I find <laughs> some way <laughs> to go. Off. I remember you going off. That I was like, stupid Jesus. scar, huh? We get it. Oh, you brave. You cut yourself at the show. Now you get all the chicks. Fuck you. Did he really cut himself? No. Oh. He did. Every two weeks, Brad finds a way to dig Dinklage. Sure. And fuck him. He writes. <laughs> What's he done? Until he comes on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I oh, can't wait to get him on the podcast. <laughs> I'm the same way, though, man. Game of Thrones, I watched like 20 minutes of the first episode, and everyone was like, and, and Chris Delia talked about it on his podcast where he was like, he goes, hey, he goes, everyone's like, it gets so good three seasons in. Hey, that's like having a sandwich me like, the last bite's the best. Like, <laughs> yeah. be good right away. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be suck it right away. Yeah. That, right, and I'm a like, dude, sucker. I'm like, that's fucking such a great way to look at it. And look, I know that there's the anticipation of a TV show and like getting sure. all the, 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 the facts and all the, you know, establishing characters, whatnot, but, but I don't know. I was waiting for a dragon. I didn't get it in the first episode. I saw a naked butt, but I was like, dude, I can see a butt anywhere. And uh, <laughs> Google butts. All right. Uh, or don't do it. I don't know. I can see a butt anywhere. Uh, but uh, so I don't know. I just, it, it took me, you know, so it, I, it's really, Ozark, I was in right away. Friends yeah. from college. Uh, oh, friends from college. I yeah. love. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. I was in right away. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one got me right. I, I binged the shit out and of that one. And that's a comedy. That's not yeah. a, um, you know, that's obviously not. Uh, so what So what are you going to do in your show to get people right away? I don't know. That that was one of the things I talked about. Bunch of dragons. <laughs> well, I think in TV in general, especially yeah. now because you can binge, it's important to uh, have to, to cl- like a Stranger Things that was one of the, th- at the time was like the, the hottest show and I went out to sell this one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was one of the things I was kind of pitching and the the hope that we would have from the show is that where Stranger Things kind of leaves you on like, well, I got to see what happens. Yeah. You know, where you have to go with Stranger Well, what the fuck? Even if you're not invested immediately in the first episode, you go, mm-hmm. well, what happens to the... Right. And, and my only, like, not my only goal, but one of my goals is I don't see a lot of comedies that do that, mm-hmm. that do it in that way. So I was wondering if there was a way to do that. So that's kind of the challenge that we're trying to figure out is if we could make something that at the end of it you laughed your ass up but you also go like well what the fuck's gonna happen to him like right. there's some worry for me I think than that I did my job and that's that's the hope but it is a super like the more and more we get into it the more and more we're rewriting it and working it and shit like t- today it's like oh boy Brent you did it again huh you just set the bar so damn high <laughs> so, you have to you have to though are there any yeah. um, outstanding Clooney boops in this uh, show and There's going to be great. We're, let's just get Clooney in this fucking thing. <laughs> By the way, we've talked about it before, whether it's the reality show or his prank show, but um, I mean, I don't know how we go about pitching that. Clooney boops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clooney boops. By the way, and you, uh, Brad have, Pitt slips. Pitt slips. Have you, <laughs> Pitt slips. Have you Clooney booped in a while? What did I a do recent Clooney boop? did I do recently you know what I did do recently that was really embarrassing is uh, I did a I did a great show uh, and I can't remember the name of the place and what an asshole to them but uh, it just turned into a great show where I ended up like even like singing with the band after I had a great time and then you know after the show that they it's here in Hollywood and they got me good and sauced up and uh, this girl I knew was singing at this place that was cool as shit I've never seen it before but it's like this kind of great ass band it's like an open mic but it's now it's cool it looked like something out of Entourage it was awesome and, so, yep. and she's this beautiful girl from Iceland so like it all mm. seemed great mm. and I go with her and I bring my friend Matt with me who's you know more sober it's, you know he was on the show with us once uh, and uh, this was the embarrassing thing I, he's like they kept giving every place I went to was like they didn't know I already had like eight drinks before I got there so they're just like 
Brad, I got to get you a drink, you know? And mm. I'm at the point where I'm like, hell yeah. So I have another <laughs> drink. And so I have another one. And when music's playing, I know Adam feels the same way. Yeah. I'm like, I got to get involved. I'm in, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yep. And something happened to me because this is kind of like, I haven't had a night like this in, in a long time where I, I kind of blacked out a little bit. I didn't like remember a lot mm-hmm. of this part, but I, I kind of do is the band and it's packed with the hottest looking people and it's like a stage it's not it's like maybe two feet off the ground so it's like something so, you can get to so it's huge it's accessible <laughs> yeah that was massive it you looked like something cool yeah. that you Got don't it. think exists that maybe you see in like an entourage where you're like mm-hmm. they they designed that for right. the episode yeah and she's not singing that she went to go say hi to some friends so I just came to watch her sing a song and then I was gonna leave but I didn't like the, something happened to me where I was drunk enough to go I don't fucking like this guy up here that has the mic I don't know if he's hosting or singing or what he's doing I don't like the way he's biting his lip I don't like his face he doesn't get music like I'm having these yeah, he doesn't talks, get music talks to Matt my buddy Matt he goes alright man relax dude cause she gave us great seats up front and yeah. I'm like and then I'm getting into it and I'm kind of moving my head a little bit and I'm like into it, and I my buddy Matt explains it to me. He goes, "Dude, you are just jamming. You are just next thing you know, your feet are just going and going. And you get up for a second, you dance for a second, and you sit back down. And then I was like, all right, man, maybe he's just feeling the music. Maybe he wants the groove. But then you got this look in your eye, man. You're just looking at the stage, you're looking like I don't like this guy. You know, but this guy's doing it wrong. He goes, then you kind of you got up again, and then then once sat back down. I go, all right, Brent, let's just you know relax, relax. And then out of nowhere, you just you just go fuck it." And then you just get up and you go and grab that mic out of the guy's hand <laughs> as if as if what I'm going to do is going to yeah. be something out of like Sister Act or something. Like people are going to go, let him finish. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> or I have the voice that will be like, Whoop, like everybody's yeah. going to stop. Yeah. No, I'm drunk and I'm like, yeah. And then nope, immediately bum rush off the stage <laughs> by some other handsome ass dude who goes, yeah. dude, what are you doing, man? I go, I'm feeling it. Dude, you got to let me... <laughs> gotta let me have this he goes we're all feeling it man yeah. it doesn't mean you rush the stage he goes it's not the way to do it man you have to know that and I don't know what this guy did but he was one of those guys who had like River Phoenix hair you know what yeah. I mean so he's he had of, a hot guy he was yeah, hot, he's yeah. hot guy it, sensei yeah and he's getting it out of his face as he's talking <laughs> to me every two seconds yeah, and two. I remember that thinking would you fucking figure your hair out when you're talking to people <laughs> if you have to do that every two seconds I can't even focus yeah. but it must have calmed me down because then I was like hey you're right that was, that was stupid and then we just left and I just didn't see her sing that's what I thought. My buddy Matt goes, no, you did, but we kind of ran away because I felt like I embarrassed myself, obviously. And then I, I just left mm-hmm. and like an uproar. And uh, I guess we were walking back and my buddy Matt goes, what the hell are you doing? And I kept saying to Matt, I go, why didn't you stop me? You know how I was feeling it. And then I guess some guy in a wheelchair just goes flying by. Like he lost control because we were like on a, like a little bit of a slope. Oh, jeez. And I guess I don't remember this, but I guess I ran and stopped him and saved him. <laughs> So my friend the just fuck? said. So my friend goes up. Uh, Rescue nine one one. Man, you were such a fucking weirdo, dude. That was so much. He goes, the only thing that redeems you save that man in the wheelchair. I go, okay, let's go back. <laughs> all right, to the, yeah. What are all Stop. the things I did that Put I didn't know? He right. goes, yeah. Did you save that guy? You put him back on his track. You talked to him for a minute. We went home. And I was like. <laughs> Right, I guess I can't feel too bad. He goes, oh, you saved a life, dude. You saved a life, <laughs> dude. So that was probably an embarrassing. A uh, little uh, that's a Clooney boop. That's a Clooney boop sure. with a uh, yeah. with a heroic ending. No, yeah, thank God. That was like the only thing that saved me from feeling completely horrible. Well, now, well, oh, he... and then the next day I wrote the girl. I go, hey, so sorry about. Th-. No, I wrote her that night when I got back when he explained. What, and I go, I'm not sorry for getting on that stage. I am sorry because you're such a great talent and you should be up there the entire oh, time. God, because I'm like Jeez. too passionate. Yeah. And then I wake up. The next day and I go oh, you know what I'm sorry for everything I don't know why I wrote that 
And then she goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so I call Matt. I go, Matt, was that girl even with us when it happened? He goes, no, she wasn't near us. Big place. I think she went to say hi to a friend. I went, ah, damn it. She didn't even know that happened. <laughs> and then you just called yourself out. But yeah. then, but see, <laughs> then she, it's like, well, I'll talk to the bass player. Don't talk to anybody about uh, Yeah. And then she goes, oh my God, what did you do? I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, now I got to tell her. Well, <laughs> At least you get this story slip. now. That's a pit slip. Yeah. At, at, at least you get this story now where now the next time you get like drunk and someone's looking at you like, Brent, you're drinking too much. You'd be like, last time I got hammered, I saved a life. Yeah. Who, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. That never happens. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, well, fuck, man. Okay. Brent. Go see Brent Moore live. Go to his website. Go to the tour dates. I thought go. he was going to get angry there. I thought he was going to yeah. throw the mic fuck. down and fuck, yeah. <laughs> break my God table. God damn it, Brent. <laughs> Why are you saving the handicapped people? <laughs> I don't know, baby bird. Let them be. Let them be. Let them be. If it's their time, it's their time. <laughs> yeah, you should figure out your chair, you know? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.